Shri Guru Paramparaki Jai Bhūt Premanamni So, good morning everyone. We are gathered for this discussion about the significance of uh, Sri Harinam Prabhu, Sri Nam Mohima, to make some glorification of the, the holy name of Krishna in the context of blessing a student to um, receive the name from the Guru Parampara and instructions about chanting in the culture of Shuddha Bhakti. Now, in our sect, we give Harinam uh, Diksha and Mantra Diksha. Usually we give the Harinam Diksha first and then after some time the Mantra Diksha. So, you're aware of that? Yeah. That custom? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, so today we'll give Harinam. Next time, Mantra Diksha. Some people object to the idea of Harinam Diksha. In Chaitanya Charitamrita, indeed, it's mentioned that Harinam Prabhu is independent of Diksha. It means that the holy name of Krishna is non-different from Krishna. The name and the named are one and the same. Nam Chintamani Krishna's Chaitanya Rasa Vigraha Puna Shuddha Nityamukta Vinatvam Nama Namino. The name and the named Vinatvam Namino. They're the same. Of course, at the same time, and this is typical of Gaudiya Vaishnavism. They're different. <laughs> They're different in that the name is more merciful than the named. And that the name is a form of the named in which the named gives himself more readily. Brahma offended the form of Krishna in the Brahma Vimohan Leela, doubting his his potencies, and so forth. Uh, he then had to take birth as an outcast. But of course, he got to take birth as an outcast in Gorlilo. And the name came to him. Although he had offended the named, the name came to him. And he was given the name Haridas. And also the name Nam Acharya, who teaches, by example, and how to take advantage of the name. So, given that the name is non-different than the named, the Lord and His name are one and the same, the Lord doesn't depend on anything. He's Swarat, He's completely independent. He can give Himself to anyone. Therefore, the statement that Harinam is independent of Diksha. However, at the same time, we find that the name of the Lord likes to be uh, chanted under the direction, direction of the Vaishnavas and with the blessing of the Vaishnavas. This is the tradition. We find in, in Gaur Lila and the description of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu as a child, Sachinandana, his unwillingness to drink from the breast of Mother Yashoda because she had not received the Harinam from 
a Vaishnava, so she could got Harinam from Advaita Charja, and then Mahaprabhu would take, because devotees of the Lord, they only take from other devotees, is <laughs> the idea, in the context of maintaining themselves or from the Lord. So, so president is there, and of course, in our particular paribara, and there, there are different paribaras or lineages within the Godi Sampradaya, there may be different emphases and so forth. But uh, our Guru Maharaj lays stress on, on uh, the necessity for being blessed by the Guru Parampara for chanting the holy name effectively, and then to do so under guidance and to live in the context of doing so within certain parameters and so forth that would foster the the name, it would, would attract the sympathy of the name and cause him to uh, be inclined to reveal himself. And of course, as he does, then the Diksha Mantra comes to assist in that. So, so at any rate, Haridam Diksha is um, very uh, significant in our our particular uh, lineage, and the name, of course, is everything. The Diksha Mantra is a name in a particular formula that comes to assist the name, and so forth. So it is even secondary to the name. So receive the name is 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 the bigger idea. Pujapat Shudamarsh once compared it to two circles, a larger circle and a smaller circle. The larger circle is Harinam. The larger circle means it extends to the highest and it goes to the lowest. The Diksha Mantra is a circle within that. It does not extend itself to the lowest section, but it seeks some qualification. Harinam Prabhu doesn't seek any qualification. When by we become qualified by taking the name under good guidance, then the Diksha Mantra comes to assist, and to a certain extent it assists, and then its efficacy is reached, and Harinam continues. Therefore, it's mentioned in Chaitanya Charitamrita, something like this, that Krishna Nam, what is it? Krishna Nam Hoyibe. Krishna Mantra, Sangsar Mochan. And Krishna Nam, Krishna Charan. So the, 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 the Krishna Mantra delivers us from material existence, Sangsar Mochan, and Krishna Nam takes us to the feet of Krishna. So, we shouldn't think less of the Harinam initiation than uh, Mantra Diksha. <clears throat> Nam is everything. Nam Chintamani. What did Bhaktivinoda Thakur say? Swarup Chintamani. Nam. Isn't it? That from the, make a wish. Chant Nam and make a wish to be Krishna's friend, to be Krishna's lover. And Chintamani, the Nam is that that will come true. You can give anything. Makibhnotakur in his um, songbook of Sharanagati gives a very uh, beautiful description of the names, the way in which the name takes us, transforms us, delivers us from the um, th- those things that are not useful, helpful, conducive to bhakti, shedding light on them for what they are. Allowing them to fall from us like, like leaves at this time of year fall from the tree in a natural way on the power of his 
positive content, so to speak, and attractiveness and so forth, and eventually how he brings us through different transformations, reveals our swarup, takes us to the lotus feet of Krishna. Mahaprabhu chanted Harinam Sankirtan in the house of Srivast Thakur. And not just anyone could come in, but some pious people sat outside and wished they could come in, feeling themselves unqualified. For them, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu came out and took his Nam Sankirtan to the streets. And then he performed his leela of going to Puri and South India and Vrindavan and so forth, and back to the Gambira. And from there, he showed the way how to take Harinam and then the addition of mantradiksha and so forth, then the internal bhajan in the end, all for showing those people who are outside how to enter the house of Srivas, where, in the context of kirtan, Mahaprabhu showed, I am Vrajananandan Krishna, and you are, and you, Sridhar, the Brahmin, the, the, the plantain leaf seller, you are my friend, Sridham, uh, Krishna Leela, or uh, that's Shuklambar, I should say, Shuklambar Ramchur, you are Sridham, and Sridhar, another friend of Krishna, and this one, I am this, and you are so and so. He showed his Braj Leela, he showed them who they were. They, 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 they surrounded, they, they collected themselves around Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, they were devotees of Krishna, and mostly elder to Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. And there was resistance to the Nams and Kirtan conducted by Shiva Stakur and uh, Advaita Charja. But when Chaitanya Mahaprabhu converted his Leela of conversion, became a Vaishnav from a Pandit, he left knowledge aside and took to Bhakti. The way in which he took to Bhakti and Nam was so extraordinary that the whole group felt blessed. We've got him in our group. Before that, they thought... Only the Vaishnavas had a complaint with Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, with Nimai Pandit. Everybody loved him. Only the Vaishnavas were angry with him because they felt he's wasting his life. But they thought, he's such a fine fellow. If he would join us, that would be pretty good for our group. Hmm. Of course, then he joined and he became the leader just by, by the nature of his absorption. And sometimes he would be so absorbed in Krishna consciousness that they thought maybe he is Krishna. But then they thought, if he's Krishna, then where is everybody else? Where is Radha? Where is Balaram? Where is Subal? Where is Lalita Saki? And so forth. And it is in the context of this kirtan, Shiva Sangam, he showed them, you are Lalita Saki. You are Sumal. You are Sridham. Gadadhar, you are Radha. And so forth. They believed it and then they came out of it and so forth. So anyway, Hadinam, this is the principal practice, if you will, form of, of, of sadhana for Gaudiya Vaishnavism as shown by Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. We chant the holy name in Sankirtan and uh, in a, on the Japamala. Sankirtan is even more generous. The Japamala means you don't, don't get this in the store. This is called a Guru Mantra. There's also a store, a Guru Mala, there's a store-bought mala also. They're different. So, <laughs> but uh, this is a, uh, with the blessing of the Guru, we get uh, the japa mala, and we get the konti mala, the neck beads, and so forth. This is like our 
identification. It's meant to protect us, as I've said before. When you wear the Kunti Mala, then people say, oh, you must be the devotee of Krishna. That protects you. You remember, yes, right. I'm a devotee of Krishna. I should conduct myself appropriately, and so forth. Tulsi is very, very generous in this way. So we should always wear the Kunti Mala and keep the Japa beads. And the Japa beads come with a sack. They should be kept covered, chanted, and so forth. Um, prescribed number of rounds. You've been chanting for some years now, right? How much do you chant in a day? Mm, four rounds. Okay. So now I'll ask you to pick a number. Pick a number. You keep it to yourself. Then you can whisper it to me later. How many rounds you will chant every day? Hmm? Without fail. And you can always chant more. And as taste comes and attachment comes, then you naturally increase and never go back from there. To enter into the eternity of the chanting. This is the idea. So, with regard to Nam, then there are, there are, Bhaktivinoda Thakur has theologized very nicely about Nam and uh, Nam Aparad, Nam Abbas, and Shuddha Nam, particularly with regard to Nam Abbas. He took different seeds given in the Goswami's writings about this idea of Nam Abbas and things found in Chaitanya Charitamrita as well, and he developed this conception of Namabhas, Namaparad, Namabhas, and Sudhanam. And he saw there, in the context of that theology, that development of the idea, Namabhas as a stage. Maybe he called it like the clearing stage. There's other kinds of Namabhas that don't constitute a stage. This is worth studying. But at any rate, the three stages as he saw it, Namaparad, Namabhas, and Shudhanam. Namaparad, that we try to avoid. There are ten offenses. And uh, the first one uh, brings to mind the very idea that we should receive the Nam from the Guru and his blessing. And there's a diksha of the Nam, an initiation of giving the name. That first offense is what? Guru Abhagya. Is that the first offense? Maybe that's the third offense, second offense. Anyway, there's ten of them. Uh, the numbers don't matter so much. But is it Sadhuninda maybe is often given as the first Sadhuninda? Vaishnav, offending the Vaishnav, Guru, Guru Avagya, disobeying the Guru or ignoring the Guru means this is the second one. Or, and there's ten of them anyway. <laughs> and, uh, and this one is Guru Avagya it brings to mind this idea that the, what we're gathering here to do today is important, significant, because ignoring the guru, dismissing the guru, disobeying the guru, um, making less of the principle of guru. This is all guru avagya. So to think that we can, we can approach Krishna directly and ignore the agency, the medium through which Krishna has chosen to make himself available evam parampara praptam, he says. I make myself available through this system of one after another, parampara, uh, according to time and circumstance. I come directly also, that's a fact. But my, my, my descent, my avatara, with regard to the guru parampara, that is my descent, that the form of my mercy descending, the Guru is the Kripa Avatar. So the Kripa Avatar 
is described in Avatar Tattva of Bhagavad Gita, the fourth chapter, where this verse comes in relation to the parampara, one after another, and so forth. So the idea is that, well, sometimes it's described that Krishna is absorbed in, he's even forgotten that he's God in the, in the, in the embrace of, of Radha and being tied up by his mother, Jashoda, and so forth. So absorbed in the, the bliss, the anandam of Prem, the Ladini, and so forth. What does he know about the suffering of the conditioned souls? What is his capacity to be compassionate, to show compassion? Because empathy, compassion will certainly be in our capacity to share. It will be enhanced if we've experienced a condition that another is now in and in, 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 in need of compassion thereby, need of empathy. So in this world, then, we have more experience especially through sadhana. Most of our gurus coming through sadhana, sadhana siddha. So the, the nitya siddha, that's kind of a rare idea. It comes with Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's associates. They come with him. They come with Krishna's associates. Some may, 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 may stretch that a bit and say, Bhakti Thakur came directly from there and so forth. That, we don't have to uh, argue about that. That's a, a, you may see like that. But the point is, at any rate, that the Guru is the incarnation of the mercy of Krishna. This is the way in which Krishna distributes his mercy. This is the way he shows his compassion to deliver the fallen souls. So to ignore this system and that we will go directly to Krishna, this is Guru Avakya. Therefore, the store-bought beads and so forth, enchanting, that's only as useful as... In the context of doing that, we have in mind getting the blessing of Vaishnava and taking Harinam Diksha in due course. A lot of, previously, often that was not the system, but our Guru Maharaj, he Bhaktivedanta Swami Prabhupada, he used to give out the beads beforehand and they would chant for six months or something like that, and then they would get initiation. This is coming to the Western world and so on. Otherwise, usually, like, for example, Pujapat Sridhar Maharaj's Mata, they would never give beads. Would never give beads. Hmm? People could, unless they were being initiated in Harinam, people would come and do kirtan at the temple. They would be encouraged to hear the Bhagavat discourse, the Chaitanya Charitamrita, and so forth. And when they were qualified for initiation, when they became, when their shrad had, had developed to that point, hmm, their faith, then they would get beads. Hmm? It's all to emphasize this point. This chanting will be fruitful if it goes on under the direction of, of the guide and with the, with the blessings. So, and here is an example. Guru Avagya. It, it, it goes this far. Hmm? See how big of a thing this is today. People are doing this Guru Avagya. They're ignoring the Guru. They're, of course, thinking they're attached to the, to the Purvacharya, the previous Acharya, like Prabhupada. A lot of people like this. This is a... Narutam Thakur, I think is it Narutam Vilas, says that in Kali Yuga, as it progresses, people will think that they only have faith in the Purvacharyas, not the present Acharyas. Mm-hmm. Purvacharya means the previous Acharya. So that we find this happening now, that people like that, they think like this. It's not really much faith in the Purvacharya, because if the Purvacharya couldn't produce <laughs> a present Acharya, then his mission is unsuccessful. If his mission is unsuccessful, how glorious is he or her? Mm-hmm. So, no. And to avoid the guru in the context of chanting, I think we'll just chant, we'll buy some beads and 
and chant our way back like this. This is this is oh, Nam Aparad. So how successful we can we become? By Nam Aparad, we can get so many things. That's a fact. All within the three worlds, you can go to heaven. You can get psychologically balanced. You can get uh, material assets and so many things. But you cannot get mukti by Nam Amabas. You can get mukti by shadow of the name, and by Shuddhanam, you can get Prem. And so, we come here, we don't want anything in this world, or at least we don't, we don't think anything in this world should, is worth wanting, although we may have wants. We want to get rid of those wants, because we have some Brahmagyan. We come here not just for religion, but for experiential spirituality. If we come to Guru, that means for making a permanent solution to the problems of life. Prabhupada used to say, not everybody needs a guru. Ritviks will love that. But he said, only those who want to make a comprehensive solution to the problem, to do saranagati and, and, uh, and, and, and proceed homeward, home-going, under the direction of a home-knowing person. This is required. So, Namaparad, this is not in our interest, there's ten of them. Sadhuninda, Vanda Vaishnava, this should be very much um, avoided. Uh, we should extend it, that we should not offend even a saint who's not a not a Vaishnava, even a saint in the Gyan Marga. I had Sahaprabhu show respect even to Mayavadi sannyasis while he would critique the philosophy uh, and so forth. So, um, this idea should be uh, extended. Of course, not all Vaishnavas conduct themselves in a way that that commands much respect from us. They even demand, as it said, respect in a way that's unbecoming. So in that case, then what do we do? How will we show respect to them? Keep a respectable distance. The further distance you keep from them, the more than the good about them is what you will think about rather than that which is not helpful to you. I like to say, if you keep a far enough distance from anyone, then you can say, well, at least he's chanting. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes, he's some kind of devotee. So if he gets too close, then there's a problem. So we can honor this principle by putting this, this other principle in practice, affording yourself distance when required. Not every Vaishnava, unfortunately, can, can help us. Some of them set a bad example. I guess you could say they help us by way of showing us what not to do. That's also there. But we can't get close to that. So, Sadhuninda, don't offend the Vaishnavas. Guru, Guru Rabhagya, don't think we can. We should seek the Guru's blessing and the Guru's uh, guidance. And um, we have to see the Guru with a philosophical eye, like we see the deity with a philosophical eye. Otherwise, we'll only see stone. Otherwise, in the context of the Guru, we'll only see his or her humanness. But if we see with eyes of love, the humanness will be even more charming. And there can be madhurya to the guru also, if he has or she has aishvarya, if he or she is heavy with knowledge and can eradicate our doubts and so forth by invoking the shastra and explaining it logically and relevantly and so forth. It's not such an easy task. It's not just memorizing some slokas. But to, and to the questions that people come with today, they're mega questions. People are exposed to everything today. I mean, you could have 
in ancient times, what are the what are the what kind of questions would people have compared to questions today? What kind of information is available? You think about it. If people want to make the guru idea smaller. Actually, the guru idea should become bigger. We need heavier gurus, gurus more heavy with knowledge. That's going to answer all the questions of everybody on the internet, <laughs> who's got access to everything and every argument and every other way of looking at it, and so on and so forth. You need more knowledge. I mean, I have lots of people ask me questions, and they ask me. Some of them are disciples of other people. <laughs> Even some of the teachers of other people are writing me and asking me questions. There's big questions out there, so it requires some some heavy knowledge. Some heavy acquaintance it means uttamadikari, means shastra yukte, shastra yukto chanipuna. Means he has to be able to have some shastra genius, some genius and some good capacity to take the scripture and reason about it in such a way that can draw out the essence, apply it to the present time and circumstances in a way that it will be relevant and inspiring and answer the question, settle the doubt, because doubt is going to be there. Because you come before the guru in doubt, and that's honest. And then, with a view to have my doubt removed. And, of course, here she's capable of doing that. That's how we go forward, then. Because suspicion leads to suspension, and suspended animation. To come out of that, good guidance. Right? So, heavy with knowledge. If he or she is heavy with knowledge, then their humanness becomes very charming, very sweet. If they've just got sweet, charming humanness and no heavy knowledge, it becomes a problem. So, you know, we are a very small, uh, intimate setting here, and so forth. And uh, well, I get very close with all the devotees, but when I sit here and talk, then they all know there's some there's a difference between Guru Maharaj and us. <laughs> He's heavy with knowledge, heavy with affection, too. So, so anyway, we should think... Um, See the guru with philosophical eye. And then what is the uh, uh, third offense? Uh, we should not... Um, well, another one is... <laughs> uh, we, should not, what is it? we should not give interpretation to the name. Mahaprabhu was asked by Balabacharya to please listen to my commentary on the name. Mahaprabhu said, I know nothing about the name, only that he is Shamsundar, Yashodanandan. He means, all I know about the name is that the name is non different from Krishna. The name is a dark, beautiful boy. The name is the, is the suckling, the, the young child suckling the breast of, of Yashoda. That's all I know. Mahaprabhu, by saying that, is saying, here's my interpretation of the name. The name is non different from Krishna. Anything else you want to say after that is lesser. It's not more. Mahaprabhu did say, Nam Namakari Bahuda Nija Sarva Shakti. The name is possessed. These are primary names. Krishna, Ram, Hari. Primary na- names that speak about Krishna in relation to his devotees in his Leela and the Braj Leela, for that matter. These names are Sarva Shakti, full of all the Shakti. There are secondary names like Paramatma, Brahman, Allah. They speak about God in relation to the world. The Paramatma presiding over the Brahman, the Brahma, the Creator. This is another name of God, Brahma. Shiva's the name of God, auspicious. But these names are not primary names. They don't speak about, that means, the primary preoccupation 
of the Godhead, which is with the praying of his devotees in Braj. Hari is the favorite name there. The thief who stole our heart. Krishna, Brahm, and so on. So, we should not give interpretation to the name. We should not think, another one, that the, the Mahima, the glories of the name, which are extensive, are just an exaggeration. It means that in some places the scripture takes a license to exaggerate in order to make a point and to get people on board and so forth. Don't do this or else that will happen. Do this and this will happen and so forth. And then scripture takes some license for exaggerating. But with regard to the name, the glories of the name, there's no exaggeration. It's Krishna himself. He can do anything. So we find example in Chaitanya Charitamrita where Haridastaku was asked to give some glorification of the name and he said, oh, simply by the dim reflection of the name, Namabhas, one can get mukti. And one Brahmin took exception to that, Smarta, whose preoccupation was with mukti and knows that it's difficult. He said, said you're making it so simple. So he took exception to this. He thought this was an exaggeration. He cursed Haridas Thakur. If you don't change your position, I curse you that your, what did he say, your nose will fall off. Having a nice nose seems to be important in, in Indian culture. It's brought up quite a few times. A nice pointed nose. So, uh, anyway, as it turned out, this fellow got leprosy on the nose, and his nose fell off. Because he had made offense to the name by way of Sadunin, by way of offending Haridas Thakur, who had said, simply by the dim reflection of the name, you're going to get mukti. So, don't underestimate the glories of the name. Now, that's four. What was the fifth one? To be, we did that one. Yeah, that's the third one. Right, I think the names of the gods and goddesses, or one with Krishna, means that the demigods are, uh, you know, Krishna is just one of one amongst them, so to speak. No, he's the Anadiradi, Anadiradi Govinda Sarvakaranakaranam. If we look at the Hindu pantheon, there are many gods and goddesses, and they are all depicted in different ways, all of them with something to do. Brahma's doing the creation, he's making the world, Shiva's ending the world in meditation, dressed in ashes, exemplifying detachment. He's showing the way to that detachment. Brahma's created this one and that one. They all have some instrument, some, some task, something that they're doing. And Krishna is depicted as playing the flute, which means he has nothing to do. There's no, there's nothing to accomplish there. He's just playing. The implication is that in order to play, you have to have power. If you want to take a vacation, you need money in the bank. You have to have acquired some power in order to play. We find the rich people, they have money, so they have power, so they're just, they just do whatever they want, so to speak, or so it's thought. They bore themselves um, to death. But Krishna then, because he's only playing, the implication is, oh, he's different than the rest. He has nothing to accomplish. He's only playing. He is all-powerful. This is what the iconography itself 
Hmm? The way in which the deities, the gods and goddesses in Hinduism are depicted tells us Krishna is only playing. This is this is Brahman. Brahman is described in the sacred text. It has no nothing to achieve. It is accomplished. It is self-accomplished. Lokavat tulila kaivalyam. The world comes out of joy only. The one for its own joy becomes many. It has nothing to accomplish. It's just celebrating its own joy. So Krishna, the the, the form of Krishna, uh, exemplifies this. Therefore, we can make a distinction very easily, very readily, between the other gods and goddesses and Krishna. We can say, as the Goswamis have said, which is a, you know, was a revolutionary insight. Krishna's two Bhagavan Swayam. This turned the religious world, the Vaishnav world, on its head in India. Gaudiya Vaishnavism. But now when we speak about it, you think, well, how could anybody think otherwise? Yes, Krishna is the, is the source. I mean, Narayan has four arms and he can only, he only accepts reverential love. Krishna is accepting conjugal love, friendly love, the full face of friendly love, and Vatsalya. So he must be more full. We've heard from the Goswami so many times, it's just like, yeah, how could you think otherwise? But this was a revolutionary uh, point. To, to have made at the time. This is a, a, a development, then, of, of revelation. They showed from revelation. What we're saying is, is based in the revelation. It's, it's, uh, it's supported by that. So the revelation is an ongoing, therefore, as I say many times, affair. Gaudiya Vaishnavism itself is the example, and it should continue within the context of Gaudiya Vaishnavism. New light, new insight, development of the of the of the theology, theologizing about the revealed sound. So, Krishna Nam and the names of the demigods, they're they're different. They're the same too. And you can also think like that and not make offense. You can think Shiva, Om Shivainama, Om Shivainamaha. Krishna is auspicious. Shiva means auspicious. All these names of the gods. They are all names of Krishna. In other words, whatever quality that god or goddess exemplifies, Krishna has that quality as well and more in full. So it's possible for, therefore, great devotees can enter the kirtan of Shiva and they will be in Krishna consciousness. We may not have that power, so therefore we should be careful to discriminate what kirtan we'll enter into and and what not. We should be enter a kirtan under the auspicious of auspices of a, of a Shuddha Bhakta in a, in a kirtan that's in pursuit of Shuddha Bhakti. Of course, kirtan is a popular thing now in the alternative uh, society and culture in America, and the yoga culture. But kirtan, as Abhani Tem said, it is a limb, an anga of bhakti. It's not an anga of yoga. It's not an anga of Gyanmarg, of tantra, or any of these other disciplines. It's so nice that these other, and it's and it's it's so has such efficacy for Kali Yuga that unknowingly people have taken from Bhakti and incorporated Kirtan into into Yoga, into Shaivism, into you know Kali Kali Kirtan and, and, and so forth. But you don't find Shiva saying, Kali saying, Durga saying, Brahma saying, this one that's Ganesh saying, just chant my name and I'll be there. No. <laughs> Michael Jackson might have said it, but 
Uh, <laughs> they don't. But uh, we take it <laughs> that uh, this is what Krishna says. He says, in, in Bhagavad Gita, he talks about different types of sadhus right? in the ninth chapter. And then when he talks about his suttabhaktas, he says, he describes their character. He says, Mahatmanastamampata daivim prakriti mashrita. They take, they have Mahatmas, they're taking shelter of the divine energy, uh, my, my srup shakti, and satatam kirtayantomam. This is their characteristic. They're always doing kirtan about me. And look at Krishna. Krishna has nam kirtan. Right? There's guna kirtan. Kirtan about Krishna's qualities. There's lila kirtan. There can be rupa kirtan about Krishna's form. Do we have any lila kirtan about Krishna? About Shiva? Om Shivaya Namaha? That's about it. Hmm? There aren't a whole lot of kirtans that people have come up with about Shiva. Maybe in South India a little bit. From the Agamas and so on. That, uh, you know, is there a, is an extensive... Um, expression of kirtan that surrounds Krishna, the Leela kirtans. I mean, look at the Gaudias. There's books upon books upon books of kirtan about Krishna's, Krishna Leela, Krishna qualities, Krishna, and the Leelas are unlimited. And, they, and from different vantage points, from the vantage point of Sakyarasa, they're singing, writing, and doing kirtan about Krishna. From the vantage, vantage point of, of Madhurya Rasa, Kirtan after kirtan after kirtan, and in the Chaitanya lineage, this it's 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 even greater because Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is, is Krishna himself coming as the agent of kirtan. Golokar premodan, he said, Hurinam sankirtan Naratam sings. The prem, the dham, the wealth of Golok is his prem, and it's coming through the nam sankirtan. Golokar premodan, Hurinam sankirtan. This kirtan is for Krishna. No one, no god, no goddess asks for this. What to speak of uh, says that if, if the, in the first Krishna says, "Naham vaikuntha tishtami yoginam," what is it? "Yoginam hridayeshuva tat tat tishtami narada." That yatra gayandi madbhakta. I'm not in vaikuntha, he said. Neither I'm in the hearts of the yogis. Yoginam hridayeshuva. But Onard. Wherever my devotees are chanting my name, that's where I'm present. I'm there. People think, my gosh, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's Lila was so nice. If only I was could, could take have taken birth then. They don't understand. The, the center of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's Lila is Krishna Nam. You have Krishna Nam. Don't minimize what connection you have. By Krishna Nam, we'll have connection with Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Of course, it would be nice to <laughs> have taken birth in his leela. That's the next birth. So, kirtan is for Krishna. It's not for the gods and goddesses. We don't mind if they do. We don't encourage them. Something like that. But this, it should be. It will become clear in time. I think, especially if I get can get around and uh, and and extend some of these ideas thoughtfully uh, to, to the, these yoga groups as I'm starting to do a little bit. This kirtan is for Krishna. This, this, and, and, and they, love the, they love the kirtan. No wonder they love kirtan. It, 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 bhakti is a love discipline. I mean, it, it's, 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 that's what it's about. Bhakti is a love yoga. Love lends itself to song. I mean, how many songs are out there and how many of them are about love? <laughs> 
Are they about anything else? Pract- you know, practically, it's, it's, you know, it's all about love. Or the political songs, basically, you know, from the 60s and so forth, when people like Bob Dylan you know, changed the landscape on what you could sing about and make a protest song. It's all about love, too. It's protesting what's not love, you know, against discrimination, against whatever, oppression, this, that, the other. All the songs are about love. Uh, and there, in that place, what it is said, that Chintamani prakarasadmasu kalpadikshalakshabiteshu surabhi rabhi palayanta Shriyakanta kanta paramapurusha kalpataravo Tumabhumis chintamani ganamayi Toyam amritam kataganam natyam Kamanam apibamsi priyasaki This is a, this is Golok. Where the walking is dance, the talk is song only. Jiva Goswami says, what must be the dancing then there? What must be the singing there? If the talk is all song, what must be the song? If the walk is all dance, what must be the dance? Love animates the spirit. And love is the highest knowledge. And how we talk about love, we have to use poetry, we have to use... It's emotive. If you, you, it, it be, it's beyond words, it's, it's a feeling, right? So, song lends itself to expression of feeling. Uh, so the love doctrine, the bhakti school, that's where kirtan will be most relevant. It is not only an anga, but the primary anga of bhakti. Even in Raga Bhakti, we're in the Ragmarg. Our, our ideal is to go to Goloka, not to Vaikuntha. We want to love Krishna intimately. Smarnam is prominent in Ragmarg. There's this internal smarnam that will come in due course. It comes as an effect, if you will, a result of Kirtan. It is fostered by Kirtan. It is, uh, and so Kirtan remains primary, nonetheless. And Krishna Kirtan, again, I was in South India. I've told the story before. Some of you may have heard it. Worth repeating. We were in Kerala, and my godfather, Bhakti Gauravinder Singhamarsh, was establishing the deity of Radha and Krishna. So he invited these uh, Madhva Brahmins who uh, lived nearby for kind of some religious interface and had them perform this big, big yagya surrounding the installation of the deities. It went on for hours, and it was really beautiful and culturally, you know, rich, ritually rich, with different colors and dyes and flowers and mantras and procedures and so forth. It went on for a long time. And after it was all over, then we took the deities from the, from the sacrificial you know, area up onto the altar, accompanied by Sankirtan, like was performed by Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, with the coal, the simple drum, it's said to be the flute, Krishna's flute in Gorlila. And, and the simple symbols, the kartal, and chanting. And we, we took the deed and we put him on the altar with Nam. Were you there? We did Nam Sankirtan. And these Madhva Brahmas looked at us like we were from outer space. They thought, well, what's that? They had never seen this kind of kirtan. It's mentioned in Chaitanya Charitamrita, Bhatta Charja, Sarvabhoma, and Rai Ramana, and, and excuse me, and Pratapurudharaja, the king of Puri, they went up on the roof of the temple. And from a distance, they were seeing that Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's associates were coming from Bengal. Chaitanya Dev, 
Nimai Pandit, as they knew him, Sachinandan, the hometown boy, had gone and taken sannyas. On his mother's request, he went to Puri. From there, he went to South India, looking for his brother. If you look at it all, it's all about affection that's moving Chaitanya Mahaprabhu to his close associates. It's sannyas is just a ruse for him. What sannyas? He just does what his mother tells him and goes out looking for his lost brother. <laughs> <laughs> so within the context of that, he did some preaching. And so he comes back to Puri, so the word, rip word about this ripples back to Nadia. Chaitanya has taken sannyas. He's gone to Puri. He's gone and conquered all of South India. He's back in Puri, so they're coming to Puri. And Rajpratapurudu had been converted. He goes to the roof to see them, and then he looks, and he's asking, who is this one, who is that one? Sarvabhama was there, and, and his brother-in-law, Gopinath, they were from, from Nadia. So Gopinath knew them. He said, this one is someone, this is Atvaita, that is Nityananda, you know, or Nityananda was already there, but this is, this is uh, um, Shivananda Sain, and this is this one and that one, and so forth. And the, the king makes a statement. He said, I have never seen this kind of kirtan, what do we sing in the morning? My song that I wrote, is that song? Uh, what kind of kirtan? What kind of song is that? I'm getting old, but you guys are young. You should remember these things. Uh, anyway, what kind of kirtan? What kind of dancing? What does it say there? The third line. Eto premananda. What else? And, and then, then the second of the last stanza, third line. Second of the last stanza in the whole, the whole poem. Third line, what does it say? Yeah. Next, this one. What? What prem? What kirtan? What dancing? We have never seen this before, of associates of Gore. How they are dancing, how they are singing. So this, this, uh, the king made a statement like this. Now, who is this king? This is the king of, of Jagannath Puri. Jagannath means the Lord of the Universe. You know how many pilgrims come to Jagannath Puri? And of how many different religious persuasions, all worshipping Jagannath, different ideas of how to worship the God? He had seen every type of worship that there was. He had never seen anything like this. He said, what kind of kirtan is this? What kind of dancing is this? I have never seen this. And Sarvabhum turned to him and said, this is Prem Sankirtan. Chaitanya Shishti, uh, Prem Sankirtan. He said, Chaitanya Shishti, this is the Shishti, the creation of Chaitanya. It's called Prem Sankirtan. We're, we're accustomed to it. We think it's a common thing. This is revolutionary, what they were doing. The king had seen every kind of worship, practically, in all of India, which is the whole, you know, the mother of worship. What, what, what the kirtan of Mahaprabhu was so extraordinary. You, so you don't find this kind of kirtan in Baikuntha. You ever go in the Baikuntha temple in South India? In Kerala, you go in the Padmanabhchetra. I went in the Padmanabhchetra. It's, it's a whole city. The temple's like a whole, you know, city. Really, it's a city of God. And so big, the big Gopurams, and, and, and there's different altars and so forth. So we went in there with Anikadasi. And so they, they brought the deity, the Vijay Bigraha, the small deity out on a palanquin, riding on an elephant you know, inside the temple. 
and going around a doo -doo -doo, trumpets blowing and then stops at a certain point and mantras being chanted doo -doo -doo, and then around it's another, another altar and, and it was a really fascinating you know affair but it was full of like wow we're in the presence of God is how you felt I'm in Baikuntha so this kind of this kind of hey Gopal this is Hare Krishna hey Krishna hey Kanu Hey, Kanubai, Krishna, my friend, young, beautiful. When Gopukumar went to Vaikuntha, he saw Narayan. He said, hey, Gopal. And everybody said, you can't talk to him like that here. Nard pulled him aside and said, these people don't understand. You're meant for another place. You're going on from here. Don't do this. This will disturb the bhav here. It's all awe and reverence. Hari Krishna's like this. Hey, Krishna. Hey, Hari. Oh, Hari. Oh, Ram. It's just an outpouring. No rules and regulations for this. Chant any time, any place, one rule only. Chant sincerely, and sincerely means under the guidance of the Guru, respecting the agent who gives the name. So this kirtan is for Krishna. It's not for Shiva, it's not for Durga, it's not even for Narayan, really. You think about it. And we have Lam Kirtan, Lila Kirtan, Guna Kirtan. It's a whole Dharma of Nam, Dharma of Kirtan. It's a whole theology. This has to be explored and developed and, uh, for, for the world. It's so likable, so user-friendly, it's so natural. You want to talk about a religion of love rather than of rules and so forth. Well, this Nam Kirtan is like that. Where there is love, there are no rules. Where there are rules... There is no love. So that's the third offense. We do the fourth and the fifth. Then the sixth offense. Sixth offense is you shouldn't take the name to be like uh, one of the uh, other Vedic rituals, like horse sacrifice, cow sacrifice, this sacrifice, that sacrifice. We don't chant the holy name to get rain or, or have it with any agenda. We chant for the pleasure of Bhagwan, This is Kirtan. A devotee asked me, well, we're, we need rain, he said, <laughs> for our farm. What should we do? Should we chant? I said, here's what you do. Worship Govardhan. Chant for the pleasure of Govardhan. Indra gives the rains. In the Krishna Leela, Krishna said, don't worship Indra, worship Govardhan. He showed himself to be Govardhan, but a worshipable form, whereas they don't worship him directly. He's their friend. He's their lover. Worship Govardhan as your sustainer and tell him, you know, we need rain. <laughs> We're depending on you. We're not worrying about Indra. We'll do Sankirtan for the pleasure of Govardhan. He can provide everything. He towers above Vrindavan. There's no pastime that he doesn't see. In that stone, everything can be found. Chidamar said, I built my mouth on this stone, on the found this foundation of Govardhan. <laughs> That's a strong foundation. Yeah. So, we shouldn't think the name to be like one of these other types of uh, yogyas. Another offense is that we should not vilify the, the scriptures in which the Mahima, the glories of the name, are found. We should respect revelation. It means also that we should expect the, respect the sections that deal with karma and gyan. Hmm? even though that's not our path. We have to dissect them and speak about them in relation to bhakti to, to extend and generate faith in bhakti. 
but they have their place. Some people who don't have faith in bhakti, they should do dharma. Uh, they should, they should, they should tread the nishkam karma mark. They should tread the gyan mark, as may be the case. Hmm? So we respect. It's the, it's more the desire for these that is the problem. That should be attacked. So, then what else? That um, how many have we done? No, we did. Sadhana and the Guruavagya, names of the gods and goddesses. We did imagination, interpretive, interpretation of the name, imagining the glories of the name, to be, uh, think that they're imaginary. That's five. We did this, um, one we just did. Disrupting scripture. Disrupting scripture, and equating it with other um, sacrifices. That's seven. So eight, nine, ten. We did. We did that one. I already counted that one. So another one. There's two more I can think now. Oh yeah, and then this is the seventh one. Uh, that is what that we will commit sins on the strength of the name. That we'll think the name is very powerful. It can eradicate all papa, all all impiety. So no problem. I can commit impiety. And then I can chant, and I can cleanse myself. This is like the idea of the elephant bathing in the water and then rolling in the sand afterwards. No, this is offensive to think like this. So that should be avoided. And then the ninth offense is to think is to give the name to the faithless. So this is very relevant now to our our gathering here. Because the adhikar, the eligibility for bhakti is shraddha, faith. Faith in the efficacy of nam. Faith in shastra means faith in that I can know comprehensively and thereby be perfectly happy by revelation, not by the strength of my intellect, senses, and so forth. So I've come, therefore, to the path of bhakti. In the context of bhakti, I, sadhu, I associate with sadhus. Among those sadhus, one stands out to me as the guru. So this is the refining of the faith then. So I cannot give you the name without making offense myself. This is an offense for the guru. The guru should not give out the name for name and fame. Right? And not that, well, I've got this, uh, uh, that he only tenders to the wealthy disciples and, uh, and that's whoever has the faith. And... Not that he will stretch the faith for the wealthy. He doesn't quite have it, but he's wealthy. Uh, she's well. Let's let's bring her in. Something like, and this goes on. They make a, in making a business out of this is an unfortunate state of affairs. Name should be given to the faithful. And this is the only rule. If someone says, "I can't give you the name because you've got this problem or that problem, and so forth," but you have faith in bhakti, then what? They don't have the proper understanding. If we say, "Well," You know, I'm from this country. I have this sexual orientation. No, you can't have. No, Shastra says nothing about that, or this, uh, whatever it may be. Hmm? If you have faith, you came from any sector of society. We will cater to that. Uh, we cater to the faith, honoring the faith. Faith is the deity, not the doormat that we wipe our feet on. Hmm? Should be kept above our head. Where it will come, how it will come, I cannot say. It may come through me to another. I have to honor that then and be the guide. Hmm? So you 
have approached me with faith and and also with some uh, questions about faith and eligibility that came to um, you came to uh, your experience brought up. So I answered those questions at that time in a way that was uh, with reference to scripture and so forth that it satisfied you understanding. Your, your, it gave you an understanding of the situation. So since then, that was about three or four months ago. Previous to that, you, you know, were apparently reading my books and acquainted with me in the last three or four months. Then you've been in direct contact with me. You have the freedom to always write me, like I said, ask any questions. Mostly you don't have too many questions, but you had some big questions in the beginning. So I have assessed you and your heart, and I can understand you have, you are very eclectic as uh, our candidate here, as was born in a family of uh, disciples of Maharishi Mesh Yogi, right? So he's been a transcendentalist from birth, as was mentioned in the Gita. This kind of birth is very rare to be born in a family of transcendentalists. So it's to be considered that continuing from a previous life. Background and uh, in the whole of the Vedic culture, all the un- different angas of Veda, as a, as a medical practitioner and so forth, of Ayurveda. And in spite of, in, in, with all of this, you know, acquaintance with the smorgasbord of everything that's out there, in the name of Vedic, uh, orchestra different, you know, not even the name of, but they all are a part of the whole Vedic uh, culture and so forth, different nuanced approaches of it and so forth. Your faith is in Krishna Bhakti and Shuddha Bhakti and what Chaitanya Mahaprabhu came to give. And your faith in it is strong enough that you can associate with others and appreciate their faith and and share your faith with them. Like you were telling me, wherever you go and you teach a course on Ayurveda, you set up your altar, there's your picture, your guru, your guru, your guru parampara, your deity and so forth, and you let everybody know, I'm doing this on behalf of them, by their power and so forth and so on. You're sharing your faith, so that faith anyway should be honored. That's what we're here today for. So honor your faith in Krishna and, and the agency through whom it's been refined to the point where you feel confident oh, I can make my connection here and all my, my, my hopes, my prospect, spiritual prospect in life will be realized. Hmm? So, last offense then is what? That we should chant in this way. And we chant the name sincerely it will become apparent to us that certain things are not worth hanging on to. They should be let go of. We should let go. If we don't let go, we hold on here. This is Ammometi. We continue along in the bodily conception of life despite chanting the name, which which we've invited in our lives to take us beyond that. It's a nice thing. We've invited the name into our life. Please, Krishna, bring me to a guide Show me how to understand you, God. And so this is kind of unsystematic. So, Brahmanda Brahmite Kon Bhagavan Guru Krishna Prasade Bhai Bhakti Latabi. Krishna brings us then to the, to the Guru, and from the Guru we get Krishna in a systematic way. So, we know this involves the idea that I'm different from the body. Can't go there with your shoes on, right? 
And so we've invited this, and then so Krishna comes and says, okay, well, here I am, and I'm going to show you, you know, very kindly and very generously, little bit by bit, this you've got to let go of right now. That's part of the deal here. And so <laughs> when, when the name is invited, then he shows us, and then we say, well, you know, we don't, we don't go with it, we, we resist. This is to cling, then, in a way that's unbecoming, to the bodily concept of life, when a, when a certain attachment is it's being revealed to us, this should be let go of. Let go, hold on to the name, he'll take us to the next, to safe ground, to safe ground in the name. So that revelation, he sheds light on the darkness, right? And when we see this is a dark spot, I should let that go. He does it gradually, so this kind of resistance, uh, we should avoid. That's called hamameti. So these are the ten offenses. And so, we don't want that. We want Sudanam, and in that context of pursuing Sudanam, we may chant Namabas in the way that Bhaktivinoda Thakur, as I mentioned, briefly thought about it, or theologized about it as a stage of passing. Like, before you see the sun, the, the, the day becomes light and hasn't quite come above the horizon yet. Something like this, in a, in a clearing way. Chai, Chai Namabas, he calls it, Chai Namabas. Which is which is good. It's a shadow then of the pure name. This Chainamabas, this can remove all all karma, which is a small thing for the name. And having done so, the pure name will will descend and will awaken in our heart and our that will give us praying. So this is our interest. So this way we've talked a little bit about the uh, the holy name. As I said, this is an exercise of Nam Mahima, the benefit of all of us. What is the time now? Okay, well, we're going to get cooking, literally. Right? So, come forward, please. And I will give you these beads. These are the neck beads from Tulsi. The way I got my eyes. Okay, here's the bag. We keep the name, the bead in the bag, right? Like this, as you know. Cover the bead, white bag. White bag means that this is what the Paramahamsas do. They sit and chant only. White means Paramahamsa. So at least something should be white. And, you know, you have to wear other colors and stuff for the world. So... This is for changing the world. This is you're gone. You left the world. So keep that. And on here are some beads for counting. So what I want you to do is don't count, chant. But there are counting beads there. <laughs> In other words, you don't chant to think, oh, I've only got a couple left. What time is it here? Like that. So um, then you chant. you got a number. Pick a number, right? Mm-hmm. What, tell me how many. How many? 24. Every day? Mm-hmm. Uh huh. Okay. And how many before that were you? Well, have you no. been? I see. Okay. Okay. Very good. So you do that in the morning. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Good. I'm very happy to hear that number. Twenty-four rounds. So, any question? Mm-hmm. All right. So your name is Kanubhai. Kanu Bhai Das. Kanu is a name for Krishna. It's a very affectionate name for Krishna. It means beautiful young one. 
and bhai means friend. So this mean name has different meanings. Kanubhai means that that Kanubhai Das, that I am the servant of the friend of Krishna, friend of Kanu. Hmm? Or it means I am the servant of the, that friendly young young boy. Hmm? In the Braj, this is a very favorite, favorite name of Krishna. So many bhajans about Krishna invoke this name. Rai Kanai, Radha and Krishna. Kanu or Kanu, Ra, Rai Kanu, Kanubhai, Kanubhai. Kanu Bhai Das, right? Now come here, give me your right ear. Om Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare, Kanu Bhai Das. Haribo, Rai Si Bhakti Vedanta Swami Prabhupada Jai, Bhakti Rakshak Sridhar Dev Goswami Maharaj Ki Jai, Bhakti Siddhanta Sastitaku Prabhupada Ki Jai, Shri Bhakti Vinod Paribar ki jai, Gaur Bhakti Bindu ki jai, Gaur Premanande Guru.